0: Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt
1: Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers Howell.
0: Now what is the Gone Boss Podcast?
1: Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss.
0: Today, our premier sponsor is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at schaeferleadership.com.
1: We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Find out more about them at luckytats.com.
0: Who do we have on the show
1: today? Today we have Moth Danner of the Muncie Makers Market.
0: If you really get to know me, you know I'm a metalhead. You and are. I just saw the uh, rock band Corn uh, in concert. That's spelled with K for you yes, folks out and there. A <laughs> and a backwards R. And a backwards R. Down <laughs> Don't at the uh, Ruoff Music Center. And uh, they were great and everything. But you've got a story about Corn that's a little different. Well,
1: I mean corn as you saw them is cool as like right
0: they're from the 90s they're a 90s band
1: yeah and i like them too and i've seen corn a couple times with you too anyway but back in the day started corn traveled with them and all that kind of thing but then yeah. he found jesus and so he could not be part of corn anymore i wonder
0: what city he found him in was he, he was missing on tour i know you know he was hiding anyway
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he found jesus so he found jesus he transformed his life great uh, he started. He went out on his own and now does uh, Christian music. Um, and I haven't listened to it, so I don't know if it's still like rock metal Jesus music. I'm not really sure.
0: So instead of Freak on the Leash, it's maybe Jesus. On Jesus on the cross.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really sure. Saint on a leash. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring. I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> don't write me and tell me I'm going. He's to hell. not
0: the only rock star that is that has found jesus and changed their tune
1: true that is true um
0: you've you've met or seen this before
1: yes i mean i've seen it a lot but um when i was in church growing up we had a member Mm -hmm. of grand funk railroad his name how do i know this i don't know can't remember what movie i watched yesterday but i remember his name was paul Faulkner or something like that anyway he was in grand funk railroad he found jesus and he started touring churches doing jesus music but he also like changed the words to the
0: grand Grand funk Funk railroad Railroad song
1: song. uh and i specifically remember him being at our church singing some kind of wonderful yeah but not like talking about my baby no he changes that to talking about my jesus (laughs) so the whole song is now about jesus some kind of wonderful or whatever okay yeah so that happens a lot. Um, also,
0: I heard a story one time that uh, a member of Black Sabbath mm-hmm. and, and not not the cool ones you always hear about. But like
1: Ozzy and people like that.
0: But, you know, a member in the 80s, early 80s, I think it was um, when Ozzy had left Black Sabbath, he found Jesus and, and changed his tune and all that.
1: Yeah, they uh, that happens quite a bit, I think. And I mean, good. I'm gl- you if you were in Black Sabbath and you found Jesus great because you probably needed Jesus awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's good and then they are able to find a market because you know the christian music community like mm-hmm. likes to promote uh likes to have good Transf- music transformation transformations all that good stuff and i remember when i was a kid like if you like if you like nirvana you'll love dc talk or whatever and all. yeah
0: <laughs> Wait, that's a stretch, but okay.
1: Uh, Have you heard DC Talk's Jesus Freak? It sounds just like Nirvana. That one does. Really? Like, you could play them next to each other. Because I thought they were more like a
0: boy band kind of thing. No. No? no Not DC Talk? No, not really. What about that Toby Mac guy? Toby Mac,
1: he was in DC Talk. He was like the lead singer guy.
0: Yeah, he had some, like, hip-hop-ish type songs. Well,
1: hip-hop, yes. Not pop. (laughs) 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 Anyway, off we go again. (laughs) great i'm glad these people have found a market i just thought it was funny that this dude from grand funk road just changed it from talking about my baby to talking about my jesus (laughs) and i did were the rest of the band okay with that were there any copyright issues i don't know i never heard about that i wonder how they did locomotion do the locomotion yeah because they
0: did that too i'm pretty sure
1: did they i don't know you're the dj i'm not
0: so all right Hi there, Matt Howell introducing you to Purple Hippo Ads, local digital advertising. Let's say you want more qualified customers, clients, and donors in your sales funnel. We create display and text ads targeted to attract those visitors to a landing page with specific information and an intake form for them to contact you. We manage, tweak, and adjust the campaign to optimize every click and gain more conversions. Purple Hippo Ads are perfect for discounts, offers, email opt-ins, events, introducing new products or services, increasing donations, or finding qualified job applicants. Interested? Great. Just fill out the contact form on purplehippoads.com and let's talk. Premier sponsor today is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at schaeferleadership.com.
1: Today we're talking about a lunch and learn they are having on September 17th called Candor Saves Companies. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Hmm. Define candor for me.
1: Honesty. Oh, okay. It is presented by Nate Spell of 3Media. He's my fave. He's our fave. If you see us do videos and things online, he's usually the one who's shooting them. Um, So attendees will get suggestions and ideas for how candor improves performance, Why Transparency is Inevitable Today. They will encourage people to speak truth to power, build an organizational architecture that supports candor and sets information free.
0: So if you're interested, of course, you can go to SchaeferLeadership.com and learn more. In the studio, we have Moth Danner from Muncie Maker's Market. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm
2: doing very well. Thanks for having me here. Very good. Thanks for stopping by.
0: Question of the day, Muncie Maker's Market. Tell us all about it.
2: Well, we are all about uh, being Muncie proud. We are a local's market, you know, for locals, by locals. Okay. So that means that uh, we're a farmer's market, so everything's locally grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, just meaning that we don't want somebody to buy something from an auction from I don't know, Alabama or Ecuador right. and mm-hmm. then you know pass it off as locally grown mm-hmm. and then for the handmade and homemade things they're sold by the person who either made it at home you know if mm-hmm. it's food or handcrafted it if it's some sort of arts or crafts. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Before we started recording, you would listen to one of the podcasts uh-huh. where I was talking about uh, flavored toothpicks. I know it. Yes. And they have somebody there. Yes.
2: That the, makes them. The shop is, or the vendor is called the Little Place of This and That. So oh, very okay. appropriately. And she sells a whole bunch of this and that. And uh, she came one day with this array of little vials with screw on lids selling flavored toothpicks. And I thought, well, all right. <laughs> well, I'm sure, totally open to any not? kind of entrepreneurial <laughs> effort. That's great. That's what we're about. And then the next week, I heard it on your podcast, and I thought, all right, there's a trend going on here that just I'm not tapped in on. It's
1: awesome. <laughs> it seems like you'd have to sell a lot of toothpicks to make money, right? I didn't look at right? the price on them. I mean, most people at the
2: they're very reasonable, yeah, I think, yeah. but, but I didn't look. Maybe they're like $50 a vial, but I don't think <laughs> Probably
1: so. Probably not, but it's like here, we do promotional products, and right. I'm like, I got to sell a lot of pencils I know to make do. money. <laughs> I have
2: my, so I keep a lip balm mm-hmm. at every place I might be in my home. Yeah. And I have one from you guys that is my at the front door lip balm. Oh, well, you good. Know, for when you're front door lip balm. are driving, yes. When you're front door. door. <laughs> that's right. That's
0: Excellent. right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, t- tell me about some of the other vendors at uh, Muncie Maker's right. Market and uh, maybe some unique ones.
2: Right. Well, I think the one that I really must mention is the Pie Lady because, mm-hmm. of course, that's my mother. Oh, okay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Susan Danner. Um, she. Sells out almost every market, homemade pies. Mm -hmm. My favorite's the chocolate pecan, Mm -hmm. though Mm -hmm. I think most people prefer the fruit pies. I like a real rich pie, not on a diet. (laughs) 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 Never have been, never will be. (laughs) Um, Another really uh, successful vendor is the Bearded Baker. He sells out every time and we get a big line from Mm -hmm. him. Uh, we also have a fine artist. You know, uh, Liquid Mind Graphics sells their his art. Uh, Joshua Lund is the artist, and he handcrafts pentagon and hexagon canvases and oh, stretches them. Okay, and wow. then does his art on them. So, huh. you know, very wide range from something very common, bread and pie, to something very unusual, mm-hmm. and then you know everything in between. Produce is the heart of the market, though. Yeah, you know, anything from eggs. We have a vendor who sells pork this year. Okay. I'm vegetarian. That's big step Mm -hmm. but I'm vastly outnumbered in this planet so (laughs) people can do what they may (laughs) but uh, I prefer eggs that way i mean your farmhouse i think oh, yeah. you probably have a we, good appreciation of that we and do it. we used to have chickens uh-huh, as well uh-huh. um
1: they
0: started out as angie's
1: they started ended out up as up my as chickens right? but then <laughs> well, matt took them
2: over <laughs> i didn't realize till i visited a friend's farm they are very pet like yeah you they know, can be yeah um, my friend terry could go into the coop stand there with their arms outstretched and they would fly and sit on her arms Oh, I wow. Perched. Yes, I have I video did. of that.
1: We never did that. <laughs>
0: never did that. There.
2: If you look but deep that enough in them, Facebook, yeah. it's in there.
1: But each of them kind of like had a little personality. And yeah, we had one we yeah. called
0: Ginger because she kept escaping. Right. She was the escaping
2: She chicken. was our
1: rogue chicken.
2: <laughs> and uh, another friend of mine had them, and we would come home, and they would be up in her trees. and. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They're birds, of course. They can go (laughs) in a tree. But I never saw that. I think that occasionally on the river, I live right on Wheeling, which I on purpose came and bought a house on wheeling because that is our flow. That's our who we are, mm-hmm. I guess, genetically. Right, yeah, of, yeah flows through Muncie all <laughs> right. the way well, through. I'm ninth generation Muncie, so oh, okay. deeply here. And uh, so I remember the first time I saw one of those giant herons in a tree. Mm-hmm. That is something you know, you're used to seeing them in the water, yeah. but. They get, up in, they the get trees up
1: in the trees, too. too. Huh, interesting. <laughs> so you are ninth generation. Let's I am. See My
2: mom's really into genealogy. Okay. And she's had his DNA tests and everything. She's taken some of the family lines... Um, back, of course, to you know, pre coming to this continent, back to basically where the history of writing begins. Mm-hmm. We also found out we have an interesting strain in our family called Melungeon, mm-hmm. which is an ethnicity that is um, Caribbean blacks, so not African American, mm-hmm. but Caribbean American black, okay. uh, Native American in the region of I think it's South Carolina at the time of mm-hmm. uh, the pre seventeen seventy six, right? Uh, and then Portuguese who settled there. And all of them stayed there long enough and intermarried that it became an ethnicity. Huh. And so that's into us. I've always said a really fun thing to do with lottery winnings would be to go uh, to everywhere. There's the clan and DNA test everybody and ruin their day. <laughs> because, you know. Right. Because at the end of the day, we're all intermingled. That's the beauty of Absolutely. America. Yeah, yeah. The melting yeah. pot. That's what makes us best. Absolutely. <laughs> Now,
0: there's a bookstore in your past yes, as well. Yes, there is. Tell yes. me about the bookstore and growing up uh, through that.
2: Yeah, well, we um, we bought an existing bookstore from Helen Tyree that was downtown uh, where um, Kids Peace, the adoption agency okay. next to okay. Maiden okay. Muncie yeah. is now. It was called Danner's Books, because, you know, we're not the cleverest on naming okay. things. There you go. <laughs> Eventually, it was called Danner's Books and Gifts, because we added gifts. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and uh, we moved a couple of times. We were we started downtown on Walnut, and we were there on Walnut uh, when we used to get a tax break for being in the blighted zone. Oh, okay. yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And then uh, we moved over to uh, White River Boulevard in Tillotson, and had an extremely successful shop there. Yes. Huge Harry Potter parties. I oh. mean, every time J.K. Rowling released a book, that kept us going another year. <laughs> I mean, like 1,500 people would come to oh, these. Wow. Yeah, we did yeah. midnight releases when okay. we could. And when we moved... From one bookstore to the next, when um, our landlord built another building that we could go into, uh, we did a book brigade and just a human line of people oh. one by from one because it wasn't across the parking lot and that got covered by the news in Indianapolis and all oh. and then eventually Amazon kicked our ass no. <laughs> we didn't we they didn't tend to do that we had a website but not like that well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 and we just did not anticipate that it got to the point where um places like uh, walmart was very dangerous to us mm-hmm. uh, and is to all mom and pops um where you could go to walmart and buy a harry potter hardback cheaper there retail than we could get them wholesale and mm-hmm so yeah it yeah was, it's hard to compete yes, with those kinds of things it is yeah. it is so so of course I really thought that would be my life and my children's life and their children's life and everything like that and the world changed mm-hmm. yeah. I'm quite happy doing what I'm doing now but it's a big change we have people every day who come up and you know say we love the bookstore so that's very nice mm-hmm. you meet so many good people in an environment like that
1: so speaking of bookstores, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite book or is that hard yeah, to no, pick? No, I have.
2: well, I have many books that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, the Dune series mm-hmm. and uh, that sort of science fiction and all that. Um, I was into very much into fantasy when I was younger. I eventually turned my mom into that. Oh, okay. She started reading a lot of fantasy. But I'd say my favorite book is a book that I read pretty young, uh, called The Little White Horse, by an author who I've never heard anybody mention, so I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce the last okay. name, but it's Elizabeth and G-O-U-G-E, Gouge. Okay. <laughs> I don't okay. know if that's how you say her last name. <laughs> that's how we're going to say it. It's a fantasy, um, but a very pastoral, uh, not quite medieval, okay. um, but uh, pre-electric uh, fantasy of kind of warring Uh, families, Mm -hmm. really fighting over nothing, color of geraniums, if I remember right. (laughs) Okay, There's a lot of magic to it as well, but there's also a lot of the young lady who's the heroine, as much as she's an adventurer, and uh, Mm -hmm. she's also extremely prissy, so I deeply identify. (laughs) 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 I am very much into... expressing myself visually mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and while I don't necessarily think that the way I look has anything to do biologically with my gender it tr- certainly culturally is mm-hmm. so I guess you could call me really girly okay but but uh, you know as they say though she may be small fierce
1: yes <laughs> i just said that about our daughter last week yes or every day
2: really and you know i'm gonna just tell you a thing here too why i'm named Moth? i Should... was going to ask yep, you that because, everybody does because recently <laughs> i don't blame you it's why i, I saw the it. documentary on yeah, you exactly. you had a documentary oh, done that's on a here. group of students who did that yes. yes that was very nice but you explained yes. the name one so... of them is a vendor at the market now oh, oh really? yes cool. she became uh, a flaneur and she makes earrings so yes, Moth is from *Midsummer Night's Dream*. Okay, and it is uh, one of the fairies in Queen Titania's court. Not a speaking role, mm-hmm. just goes around causing havoc, uh, <laughs> gently, not, not full-on puck level of havoc. Right, right. Uh, but um, the other four, or three, were Peace Blossom, Mustard Seed, and Cobweb.
0: Yes.
1: Okay. So and your friend's name Moth was
2: Cobweb, I am, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And, and she is no longer Cobweb. She, okay. has, she has reverted back. Oh, okay. Uh, ah. And her brother was Peace Blossom. And then uh, local people listening may remember Vicki Mickler, who has passed. She was a uh, author for the Star Press mm-hmm. and wrote several books, and mm-hmm. she was Mustard
0: Seed. Okay. <laughs> cool. So good you had friend a whole of my tribe
1: mom's. together. <laughs> awesome. <Yes>. That's cool.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you about Yart. Yes. That happens, what, twice a year it in the does. spring and the it does. fall? Now, I,
2: I inherited Yart. This okay. will be my 18th that I've directed here in the fall. Okay. Uh, twice a year, uh, except for the first year. We just did uh, one. I inherited it. It started on the campus of Ball State. Okay, and it was students who at the end of the semester wanted to clear out their studio all their art projects they had mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. and a, I think a professor had a yard and I believe Karen Fisher, who owns Art Mart, was uh, very instrumental in the early one. And as was Angie Hedman, who okay. is an mm-hmm. art teacher in Portland and who does the uh, shows, curates the shows that are up at the Cup in the right. village. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. She's at Moreau Central. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. I know her from yes. back in the day. Yes. I, know I know
2: they were friends talented. from forever, <laughs> too. Um, both of them, very talented mm-hmm. artists. I brought it to Arts Walk. I had thought, there's already a large event with a whole bunch of people interested in art. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Let's go do it there. I had thought initially to do it in parks and to bring it to the south side of Muncie, but I came to find out that it is very, very pricey to do that. And one of the things I'm committed to is um, kind of unusual in event programming, which is zero budget. Mm -hmm. Literally have no budget. I spend no money Mm -hmm. on this event, and it's big. There are 150 artists. Yeah, absolutely. It is the largest of its kind in Indiana. It is uncurated. It's the largest of its kind that I've heard of anywhere. Mm -hmm. So if it is art to you, it is art to me. I am not making a judgment on that. It is free to participate in. And since it is a yard sale for art, we do two things. We have it outside as yard sales are done. Mm -hmm. And you have to have your art under $40.
0: Okay, well, and I'll we have
2: been. Uh, I was sitting outside of Civic after production once uh, with Cheryl Crowder, mm-hmm. who I have known since um, probably twenties. Okay, I was telling her about how I just could not afford the security and the porta potties oh, yeah. and it's the a insurance and everything yeah. required yeah. to do it in a park and keep it at zero budget. And she reminded me that she had some connections through Muncie downtown development mm-hmm. build a partnership. And they've become a good sponsor for us. Uh, they ensure the event. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have worked with the parks department so that we have canon commons. Nice. I think Arts Walk this fall will be quite exciting for everybody. I know they're having a very big band on the stage. I'll let Cheryl reveal that.
1: Awesome. So, yeah, it should be exciting. First exciting. Thursday in October. Awesome. I keep telling Matt. I'm trying to get him because, you know, he is a budding photographer, Absolutely. artist, and everything wonderful. Thank you. Uh, yes. So I would like him to participate yes. in Yes. Well, the I was sale.
0: going to ask you how How does one...
1: You say it's free, but... You sign up...
2: Okay, how you sign up is on Facebook. I try to do... When I deal with giant events where I've got 150 artists plus the public, Mm -hmm. I try to do this in some format of social media where I can say something and it hits all 150 at the same time. Mm -hmm. We have a page on Facebook that is Muncie Yart, Y-A-R-T. And the reason it's Muncie Yart is because Yart has become so popular that people across America have contacted me on how to start their own yards in different towns, Okay. many towns have them now mm-hmm. with different rules and regulations and processes i wasn't clever enough to jump on facebook first <laughs> <laughs> so i had to choose muncie our art was already taken so on september 1st at midnight uh sign up will go live and there's instructions there and you sign up in the comments and awesome. if you sign up i click like and you're in <laughs> okay
1: all right so it's a fairly painless process it to is sign up. it
2: is and there's there'll be instructions there if, you know what to bring, you know, what to expect, what time it is. It's from five to eight. Yeah, if a person
0: (laughs) wanted to uh, uh, get involved with the Muncie Maker's Market, how
2: do they do that? The Muncie Maker's Market is my business, whereas YART is a a twice-a-year, month-long volunteer thing. Right. And um, although in both, I am sole proprietor. I Mm -hmm. don't work on a lot of committees, really. Um, So the Muncie Maker's Market is a weekly Saturday afternoon from four to seven, May through October, when it's warm out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do other markets. We do first Thursday in front mm-hmm. of the Muncie Map Company downtown. Uh, we do uh, light up downtown, the Washington Street Festival at Bad Jacks, um, all beers considered with IPR. Mm-hmm. So we do many of them. We've even going to uh, Marion and doing some markets. Okay, and um, that they've requested us to do. So. For the weekly market, it's just $10, and it'd be nice if people contacted me in advance so I could (laughs) sign them up again through Facebook. Okay. I'm the only person who answers all the messages on these things. There's very few rules. When it comes to food, the health department has some say, state and county, but it's just a labeling thing. I uh, accept home-based vendors, and really the hardest thing to get certified for is eggs. Really? The Indiana Egg Board, I have heard, is the oldest institution in Indiana. Oh, like wow. older than our Constitution. Oh, I think, okay. In who I who would have thought? I don't that's... know if that's true or <laughs> right. not, but I've, I've heard tell. So if you get an egg, that, that place has been inspected. Well, that's good. <laughs> um, I'm very influenced by Burning Man mm-hmm. and the 10 principles of Burning Man, and I try to incorporate almost all of them in yard and as much as I can on a business side because of course it's a no commerce zone. Right. So if people are interested in that I really recommend looking at the Halcyon YouTube. That young man explains uh, the Burning Man principles in a very approachable way and he has lovely pink hair. I guess I'm the greeter at Stitch and Bitch. Stitch and Bitch is a a, a long like from World War One. Uh, mm-hmm. All over the United States, thing uh, started okay. with women knitting uh, socks for soldiers, soldiers overseas. Oh, okay, like a victory garden, other sorts of patriotic efforts, and um, then in the nineties, uh, these city series of knitting books came out called Stitch and Bitch, not your grandma's knitting is mm-hmm. what it was called, and of course we had the bookstore. And the mom and grandma were knitters, so right. this is a big part of it. My mother still has a knitting group that meets every Wednesday. It's met 30 years. Really? Wow. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> pretty cool. So uh, we started carrying these books, and they really took off, and they brought this back, and the resurgence of yarn shops all over. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the books is always a chapter on how to start your own, well, your own chapter. Okay. <laughs> so almost, I would say almost every town now has a stitch and bitch. Mm-hmm. So that's every Sunday at five o'clock at the cup, which is, um, you know, in the village on University Avenue. Mm-hmm. We have opened it beyond stitching. I don't knit and crochet. So mm-hmm. I take my mending it's still stitching. Yeah. Um, one of the regulars, girlfriends. Does none of that. She's like, oh, I really want her to come, though. So she's an artist. I said, a sketch. So mm-hmm. it's creativity and caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> the bitching never not happens. <laughs> the bitching <laughs> is always there. <laughs> what you're doing yeah. in, in between and is different. Like last night, one of the girls who came um, said... This is me taking a break from my family for me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it doesn't mean you don't love your family, but, but absence makes the heart
1: grow yeah. fonder. Well, you need, <laughs> Short absences. Yeah, and you kind of need something of your own, a <laughs> hobby of your own. Yeah. Um, that's why I got involved with the civic theater because yes. I'm like, I need a hobby yes. for me. I love my family, but I work with my husband we sit in an right. office together I'm, I'm with my mother <laughs> yeah
2: quite often you yeah. know and um before my grandmother passed the three of us mm-hmm. so you need a moment you need a it's yeah, you, true you need a minute in individual pursuits you know i used to live above civic did back you? in the day when in the they apartments had apartments up there? yeah oh, okay they were um the weirdest apartments i've ever seen and i've lived all over <laughs> america and in canada yeah they just um, took
1: those apartments out when they did the renovation and yes yeah, they, so they were weird. tall ceilings because they were
2: old yeah one of them was interior, so it didn't have a single window, which I don't think that's legal. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I don't think so. The <laughs> they divided
2: be... it in half vertically, okay. so only short people could be on either floor of it. <laughs> and then the one next to me had a mezzanine all the way around the top that was like beds. Mm-hmm. And then mine had random steps that went up and down from room to room. My living room had five surfaces. It was like. <laughs> burlap, brick, stucco. These were Ball State architecture students Um, just kind of experimental places. Uh So my kitchen was wide enough that if you opened the oven, you could not go past (laughs) as it hit the wall. (laughs) But it was a neat place to live because the hallway, um, that big vault door Mm -hmm. was Gladys's costume wardrobe up there. Uh And Mm -hmm. she was a fabulous Muncie icon. Uh, She helped me put out a fire in there
1: once. Wow. There you go. But
2: so it was... I don't know, a very fun kind of uh, artistic, subcultural event, a lot of punk kids and theater people. And I think people who um, think of uh, Indiana and Muncie in particular as being uh, square Mm
1: -hmm.
2: uh, or yokels Mm -hmm. uh, have not visited. Uh, When I moved back here from New York, uh, where I lived after college, I created the hashtag that I'm so happy to see people using Hoosier Beauty, Mm -hmm. because I was mocked mercilessly, Mm -hmm. except for the people who were instead concerned, like, are you okay? Are you sick? You know, are you about to lose the farm? And I'm like, there's miles between me and the nearest cow. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, I mean, we celebrate it. You're called farmhouse. It's certainly not something I disengage myself from, Mm -hmm. but there's a... Muncie has always been a hub for creativity and mm-hmm. and culture and uh, you know music and theater absolutely, oh, yeah, absolutely. yes. Just talking to Cheryl uh, the other night about the Gray Light Theater, mm-hmm. which was an underground theater music space that's in what is now Ivy Tech, the Patterson Building.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, she talked about that when she uh, yeah. was on the Gone Boss podcast. A it little was bit a
2: too. thing amongst. Uh, let's see just post high school a few of us in college punks Mm -hmm. to uh, now they call this urbex if you google this on the internet that's what it's called urban exploring but we just called it breaking into places (laughs) and um and you know leave nothing but footprints take nothing but photos Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we never mess with anything. We just looked around because these buildings were at the time abandoned. They had ballrooms Mm -hmm. and stages and weird, you know, caverns underneath, you know, carved out basements. Um, Underneath uh, where Olive and Slate is, there was a carriage down in there. I don't know if it's still there or not. (laughs) You have to go in through the, uh, underneath the window display was where it was, like, Down underneath. So yeah. well, we'll have yeah. to ask Heidi Hale about uh-huh. that when we get her. On I the recently broadcast. told a young man uh, who I shall not name on mm-hmm. here, so he doesn't get in trouble, away into a an old a warehouse on the train tracks by Hoyt that is abandoned or was abandoned, and uh, he messaged me recently to say that still works oh. <laughs> so you yeah,
1: know all the yeah, secret that, passages that's like a around manhole
2: into eight. a coal chute kind of way to get into oh. that one oh, okay. you, have to be, oh, you have to be brave <laughs> i
1: am not i'm not that brave <laughs>
2: no i sent somebody ahead to opened the door for <laughs> me
1: go. get down there with a the flashlight you, i'll Prissy. <laughs> <laughs> but clever. Now, now, you mentioned the cup. You yes. also do couplets I do.
2: There. I do couplets, which is a monthly poetry event. And this was not my idea. I inherited Stitch and Bitch mm-hmm. um, from Erica Fox, who began okay. it. Uh, but she had moved. So, But for couplets, the owner of the cup, Martin George, says, you know, I own a coffee shop on a college campus. It is my duty to have a poetry open mic <laughs> night, and I currently don't have one. Will you please do this? So yes. it's the fourth Sunday of every month. We just had it last night, and even though it's on campus right there, it is open to the community. It's it's an interesting mix. I'm actually, say, I've been there. Yeah, a few, you've been there a, a few time, times. Yeah. yeah. Last night there was a, a woman, you know, full head of white hair, and there was also a little girl in a red sparkly dress. So there's a very wide range of, of people, and um, you know, the cup is very into fulfilling <laughs> their mission, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I think that's, I've always lived in towns where there's a university, and that's part of the allure is, oh, yeah. is the intellectual... Sit around and be thinky.
0: <laughs> well, other than those four things, uh-huh. is there anything else we don't know about? <laughs>
2: I'm actually a psychotherapist. That's my—that's really? what I do for
1: a living. Really, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. yeah now worked, tell me about
0: that.
2: I went to undergrad at IU for religious studies, and then I went on to a college in um, uh, Atlanta, DeKalb College, and then went on to. Uh, for another undergrad degree and then went on to uh, George Washington University in DC for grad school and studied specifically psychometry, which is testing. I am a, a vegetarian and animal rights person. Okay. And I could not cope with what we all called the rat class. I just thought that was ridiculous in the modern era to every semester anew poke a new set of rats just for the you know freshman level class like can't we just record this once and (laughs) show this class and so I refused to take it and the dean who's a million years old not that I'm ages but he was (laughs) and he seemed kind of shocked to see a woman in the hallway Uh, um, he kind of snidely said to me sure you don't have to take it if you take five other classes to replace it I don't think he puts too lot of thought into that because I was on a full ride scholarship on their dime. You're like, great, so I said, sign okay. me up. Okay, <laughs> and I did. And um, so I got really into psychometry because I had a fantastic professor, another million-year-old old guy who was totally cool. So, <laughs> uh, but, so I took a bunch of psychometry classes. Mostly that means testing every single person you know. So my entire dorm, all my family members, everyone who I can get to sit still. And then when I graduated, eventually I worked for the state of Indiana doing that for about 12 years uh, and eventually was replaced by one of these by a computer mm-hmm. I know yeah but I got my I you know technology taketh away but it also give it mm-hmm. though my licensed graduate level job is replaced by a piece of software what I do now is um, psychotherapy using an anonymizer which is through a telecommunications company This enables me, as a single woman who lives alone, to have a home office. But still remains safe. So, what I do is I have a listing. The patient uh, sees this listing, uh, which is the telecommunications company, and then it calls me. And so, it is completely anonymous both ways, other than I put up who I am, but Mm -hmm. the patient doesn't have to. It is outside of the insurance system, which our insurance system is terrible for psychotherapy. They don't pay for any of that anyway. That's right. And it has been um, a very interesting experience, like sociologically, because um, when you work in a clinic, most of your patients are women. because there is still a huge stigma uh, against mental health and seeking treatment of any sort for men. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be seen in the parking lot. They don't want to hit that insurance, you know, to see it on there. However, through this, my patients are like 99% men because it's anonymous. I would never have expected that. It's Mm -hmm. fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I hope that, um, you know, I'm not the only person doing this. There's apps that do this now and everything Mm -hmm. too. And I hope that this is a real opening for more people to, you know, not just serious mental illness, but just you know, I'm having a rough moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to talk somebody who might have a different perspective on yeah. things. Now, for me, it's um either we type at each other or talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. Either way, um, I don't do the FaceTime for okay. it because I think that would go back to a little bit of awkwardness. Yeah, it, mm. I know yeah, it weird I see, how that, that is. Yeah, but I think <laughs> I it's see true. That might be a little weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the miles; it's the eyes. The eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's
0: on your bucket list?
2: I say the same thing. Everybody says, travel and see the world. I mean, it's such a big planet, and the internet has like shown me that there are things that I had no idea existed, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I would like to go and experience this. And
0: Any particular places? And
2: I suppose I've been to Europe and Canada, so south and farther east. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just talking with a friend of mine that I've not been to Mexico. It's right there. I should go. You should totally go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. You're welcome. I've enjoyed it.
1: Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Yes, absolutely.
2: It's fun.
0: We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. You can find out more at luckytats.com.
1: Did you know that they offer high end jewelry and they have jewelry specialists available to help you? select the jewelry and with aftercare.
0: Okay, yeah. so we're talking uh, nose piercings. Nose piercings, ears. Earrings. Uh, earrings on the top of your head. Cartilage. What do they call it? Daff, deaf, death De-
1: That's down here. In Is your, that right there? Like your chin-ish area under your lip.
0: Okay, everybody says that like it helps with headaches or something.
1: Wait, no, wait. The I'm one that say helps that. with headaches is the one inside your ear?
0: Yeah, that's that's the date. Is that
1: the date? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so you just poked a hole in your body, right? Yes. It's going to be there forever. Lucky Rabbit, their specialist can help you get that best start of what to do for aftercare and how to take care of it and make sure it doesn't get all funky and gross because nobody wants that.
0: Find out more at LuckyTats.com. My favorite segments? Not really, because it's a game.
1: Matt does not like games, but I am not going to give up, and we are going to find a game that Matt Howell likes. And today, I think we have it. You might have it today because it is it is 80s music trivia. Now, if you know anything about Matt Howell, he loves 80s music. You know anything about me? I don't, but Matt really does. So here's what I'm going to do, husband. Okay. I am going to read you lyrics. I'm not going to sing the songs. I'm okay. not going to play the songs.
0: Just going to read. I'm just going to
1: read lyrics just like it was like a poem or something. Okay. And then you have to tell me the song. That it came from. That it came from. Okay. Bonus points if you can also tell me the artist. Okay. Which I'm sure you can if you know the song, you know the artist. <laughs> I know. The husband. Here we go. Ready? Here it comes, that funny feeling again, winding up inside every time we touch. Hey, I don't know. Oh, tell me where to begin. Because I've never felt so much.
0: Boy, when you read it like that. I know, you can't tell
1: what it is. <laughs> and this is the easier one. Every
0: time we touch. All right, say it again.
1: Here it comes, that funny feeling again, winding up inside every time we touch.
0: Give Here me a it head. comes,
1: that funny feeling again, winding up inside every time we touch. One of my favorite bands of the 80s that I actually do like, they had a lead singer. I don't like this game. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Why can't this be loved by Van Halen? The oh, very first. The very first. Okay. All of these. All of these songs. They're the very first line of the song. Okay. So not necessarily the chorus, but like the first words you hear when the song comes on the radio. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Go
1: for it. <laughs> and I'll try not to make it quite so dramatic interpretation. <laughs> I was so excited about this segment. Right. I thought you're gonna like it for sure. <laughs> we together but still it's farewell. And maybe we'll come back to Earth, but who can tell? I guess there's no one to blame. We're leaving ground. Will things ever be the same again? Final countdown by Europe. Good job! Ding, ding, ding!
0: (laughs) I at least knew that one. My gosh. (laughs) That first one. (laughs) I can't believe you didn't know that one. It sounded familiar, but, you know, Van Halen's totally out of my mind for that one,
1: I, I, I uh, thought for sure that would be the one you'd get. <laughs> oh, It's a Steel Town girl on a Saturday night looking for the fight of her life. In Ma-
0: the- Maniac by uh, Sombrero. Michael Sombello? Yeah.
1: That was- Good job. Oh, yeah. my goodness. For those of you who didn't because Matt got it really quick. It's a Steel Town girl on a Saturday night looking for the fight of her life. In the real-time world, no one sees her at all, but they say she's crazy. There they all go. say she's crazy. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Oh, that Maniac. One, that
0: one's easy. I like that one because I was a big, uh, I was a big pop fan back in the eighties. I, I loved the pop music. Well,
1: I 80s. didn't want to give you like Michael Jackson. I thought that would be
0: too easy. That's too. But hard. I
1: thought Van Halen would be a pretty good starter. But you didn't
0: think I'd get that one, so. All right. <laughs> okay. Ne- next one.
1: Someone's always playing corporation games. Who cares? They're always changing Starship. corporation names. Starship. Okay. Good job. Uh,
0: we built the city. Good job. Yeah. Excellent. My gosh, you started out with a hard one. Now.
1: I thought that was the easiest one you could for sure. <laughs> Last one. So true. Funny how it seems. Always in time, but never in line for dreams. Head over heels, when toe to toe. This is the sound of my soul. This is the sound.
0: Oh, true. By um, Spandau Ballet.
1: Good job. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's amazing.
1: How did you get that? But you didn't get Van Allen.
0: Alright, Re- read the Van Allen <laughs> lyrics one more time.
1: Okay, here it comes, that funny feeling again, winding up inside every time we touch. Hey, I don't know. Oh tell me where to begin because I've never felt so much.
0: See, I just
1: that I funny know feeling
0: again. Now if you read those, I think that would
1: was... I read those same oh. words. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, that has been our segment that I thought Matt would totally love but didn't actually like because he doesn't like any games.
0: Yeah, could we <laughs> stop? 80s music Could we just stop the game
1: thing? No, because I like to, <laughs> I like to make you. I, like, I know it drives you crazy. <laughs> Thanks
0: for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss.
1: Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss.
0: We're on Instagram at goneboss2k, or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss.
1: If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts.
0: Our premier sponsor today was the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at schaeferleadership.com.
1: We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Check them out at luckytats.com.
0: Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss.